Welcome to Lady Biz Wiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. Just when I thought I could recognize them, I pulled the wool again, and now the only thing I see... Well, good morning, Amy. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. How about you, Rebecca? Well, I'm great, and I'm so excited to be here in an air-conditioned room in the middle of a 100-degree day in Savannah. It is hot. Hot, (laughs) hot out there the other day. I was looking at my temperature. I think it got to 102, and it was just hot, hot, hot. Yeah, it's days like this that make me think, okay, how many more months do we have of this? And then I think, well, late October probably, right? If we're lucky. Yeah. I can't tell you how many Christmases I have spent in shorts, in shorts. down here. So. Yeah. But, you know, I love it. It's pretty out. And um, and we don't have to do the cold. We don't do the cold. Yeah. And I at least have air conditioning. I know. So thankful for that. Well, we had a great time last week, and we're back today talking about a really important topic for women in business, and that is building your support team. We all know the famous saying, no man is an island, and we know intellectually that it's almost impossible to realize any level of success really in any area of life without the support of other people. Um, I'm thinking, I know you can think of examples too, Amy, about, you know, how much help I've needed along the way, like in parenting, you know, whether it was friends who helped me give, you know, give my kids rides back and forth to sporting events or my in-laws who God bless them would watch the kids once a year or so. So my husband could, and I could go away and, you know, have an uninterrupted conversation Uh, I think about the musical projects I've done and how many people it took to do that, talented musicians, producers, the financial and emotional support of my family and friends. I had a really dear friend of mine let me and my entire band invade her house for a long weekend to record an album, which was just amazing. So it seems like everything important that we do in life requires that we call in reinforcements. So I want to begin our discussion today by talking specifically about women starting out in business. It's so easy for us to become overwhelmed when faced with all that needs to be done in laying the groundwork for a new business. I want to assume today that we're in a tough scenario. Maybe we're a single mom and our family lives far away. We don't know a lot of people in our area and we're just starting out putting things in place for a new home-based business. And maybe this isn't your scenario out there, but I, I really want to take a look at a tough scenario where someone is maybe a little more isolated than others would be. Um, So I want to ask first, Amy, what kind of help are we going to need to maintain our sanity and stay on the path of forward progress? Well, I mean, that's a great question. And, you know, I think a lot of women can relate because, you know, some parts of us just feel like we have to do it. And if we can't get it all done, then, you know, maybe we're just less than. And I'm here to tell you that that is a huge lie. I can't get it all done you can't get it all done. You know, I think as, as women, we were, you know, we are designed by nature to, to need a support, um, to help us get through really anything. So taking your example, I would say that you would at least need a, um, a group of one or two people who can at least encourage you. And I'm not talking about people who can help you in your business. I'm just talking about people who can kind of encourage you as you develop the idea of your business. And that's kind of what we talked about last week was trying to kind of get an idea off the ground. 
there will there you know other parts we're going to talk about today are going to be about how you assemble a team and I'm not talking about the team I'm not talking about anybody who's going to work in your business yeah so I, we're we need to make that clear that we're talking about a support team today as far as people who will, who will cheer you on not not necessarily people you hire to do specific things that need to get done in your business although those can probably over, overlap at some point sometimes they do I mean I'm not saying they don't overlap but I am talking about a team of people. For instance, this morning, I have a good friend of, of mine. Um, we're in two totally different phases of life. I'm, I mean, I am really three years away from my youngest son leaving the home. And her little girl is, I think, going to just finish first grade, maybe just finish kindergarten. So we're talking somebody who's just really young. And I met her a couple of years ago and took an interest in her business and really not for any other reason except for the fact that I just thought what she was doing was pretty neat. And I offered just to come on a kind of an encourager, but I cannot tell you how many times she has encouraged me. I'm not feeling like I've got it all going on that day. I feel overwhelmed by what I've got it going on. She doesn't work for me. There's no financial incentive at all. It's just, I can call her and say, Hey, what do you think? I have this idea. What do you think? And she will give me honest feedback And that is the most important part is having somebody who's encouraging, but also gives honest feedback. She'll say, yeah, I really think maybe you could spin it this way, maybe, or I like it, but maybe you approach it that way. And she's become a very, very dear friend of mine um, who owns her own business, but she's become a very dear friend of mine. It's just somebody I can rely on to just talk about what's going on. And it doesn't even have to be business. It just can be any random thing. And so I really believe that to make any progress in any area of your life, not just business, it's great to have one or two people who really help anchor and ground you. I love that you reached out to her. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming she was probably really excited that you did reach out to her. I'm, I'm guessing in the phase of life that she's in to have someone like you who's further along was really exciting for her. And I'm, I'm thinking about just, you know, we can, we can have those moments where someone unexpected comes into our life who's just really going to encourage us and move us along. What if, what if we feel surrounded by people who are not our tribe? Though I'm, I'm thinking specifically of, like for me, when I had our, our fourth child was unexpected. We have three older children. And then 11 years later, my husband's vasectomy decided to spontaneously heal itself. And um, yeah, I'm still in therapy for that. I, I tell people, you know, I, I did his second vasectomy with some welding tools myself. But um, I also say that, you know, his, his, uh, he, he was in the army, but his sperm were Navy SEALs. So anyway, we had, it, we had this fourth unexpected child. And so now I'm an older mom and the, the, the kids who are her age, their moms are all in their 20s. I'm in my late 30s, early 40s. And I just felt like these aren't my people. So it's, it can be difficult sometimes to find those like-minded people who are in, and it doesn't necessarily need to be the same stage of life, but that like-minded spirit is sometimes hard to find. How would you suggest some practical ways of, of, instead of just waiting for them to come along, reaching out and finding them? Well, I mean, I will tell you, I'm pretty intentional. I find things in areas in my life that have a deficit And I am very intentional. I will go out and try to fill that deficit. I I feel like most things are a choice. Some things happen by happenstance. I mean, just for instance, the way you and I met. Um, We met through your daughter when I had one of my life. um, Every year, I do something new. So every year, I learn a new thing. I like a new skill. It's just 
part of my self-care. And a couple of years ago, I decided it'd be fun to start learning to play guitar. Rebecca's daughter was my guitar instructor, and, and that's how I met Rebecca. So some things are kind of happenstance. But, um, you know, with, with my friend that I was talking about, she had a business and she needed some help and not on the business side. She just needed a body to go to a market that she just didn't have any help with. She just needed somebody to come and help sit in a booth with her. Well, I'm, that's right up my skill set. I can go sit anywhere. So I just volunteered and there was some information that I was trying to get on it from my own business, nothing to do with hers, but you know, I was transparent about that. I'm like, I'll come help. I do have some questions. I'm thinking about doing something like that in the future for my business. And she's like, great, I'll take the help. And, you know, we ended up developing a really great friendship over the last few years. So again, it's intentional. I look for opportunities. I I am a true believer in serving. And I think we're going to talk about that later in, in this podcast. But how can I be assistance to somebody else? And truly, gems just pop up in my life because of that um, real dedication to be intentional about, you know, finding what it is that I am lacking. You know, let's just jump on that right now, because I think you hit on a really important point that, and I think this is a, a, a key uh, concept that we can take into other areas of our life that when we feel that we're lacking something, it's a really great idea to give that thing away, whatever it is we're needing give it away. And, and then life has a way of sometimes, sometimes bringing it back to you. Do oh, you agree? Abs- oh, absolutely. Um, I have healed and giving more times than I've healed and receiving. And that's a whole nother show one day we'll talk about, but yes, I mean, I, that goes back to really looking in the mirror and being honest and really realizing that I don't have it all. If I, if I, and, and, and instead of just sitting at home going, why don't I have friends? Why don't I have a group of people? Why? I'm not saying the group you pick out the first time is going to be the end all be all group because we have seasons. But I personally like diversity. So I don't necessarily need a tribe that is all like minded. I actually seek out a tribe of people that come at things at different angles. It makes me a richer person to listen to a bunch of different points of view. Or how about this one? Find someone who's doing what it is you're doing. Yeah. And connect with them. Send them an email. Send them a text. Not a text. You won't have their number. But send them an email. Send, get on their LinkedIn account and, and be that be that weirdo that's like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm just starting out. I actually did that before. I found out there was a, an, a, a songwriter, a singer-songwriter who was absolutely killing it with bookings. I mean, she was killing it. And, and I didn't think her music was necessarily better or worse than mine. I thought, well, hey, she's doing this. How is she getting it done? So I reached out to her. She was so gracious to write me back and give me, she's, you know, anything you need, let me know. Well, I think, you know, I think if you reach out, what you will find more than not is that people are extremely gracious. And sometimes I find the person that you're reaching out to has a, has a deficit as well. And who knows, you may be feeling their deficit and not even know. So yeah, I mean, be out there, be looking, but absolutely. Um, and, and people are gracious. I mean, I can't tell you that really there's ever anybody I've asked for help that has said, not interested in helping you. And women call me and their business ideas with, you know, all the time. And, you know, sometime, you know, that I'll give them, but I'll answer. I'm willing to help. And I think you'll find that more people than not are willing and maybe they're starving just as much as you are. So we're talking about being intentional keeping your radar open, keeping your radar on so that you're always sort of looking 
uh, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you're going about your everyday life, whether you're standing in line at a grocery store or whatever it is, you never know where that person might be. But then also being intentional, reaching out. What about networking groups and hiring business mentors? What are your thoughts on that? So I am a big fan of networking. Now, there are all kinds of networking groups and everybody has something that kind of resonates with them. For instance, I have just started working out this week. Woohoo! Well, no. <laughs> I can barely stand. I, I moan and groan getting out of the bed. I, just out there for transparency, hate working out. It's not my thing. It's your bucket, bucket. Well, it's obvious. Well, it's obviously something I can do. I oh, right, can, it's bucket B. I can walk around the park, so that's bucket B. I can't stand it. But I, but here's what I've had to hire. I've had to hire a trainer to have some accountability. So maybe for you, a business mentor is a great idea because that's a paid situation. And when you're paying for something, you actually have skin in the game. And so you actually show up. So I've paid for my workouts, you know, trainings for the week. If I don't show up, you know, they keep the money. So maybe that works for you. Maybe you need that level of accountability like I need that level of accountability with working out. So maybe hiring a business mentor is something that's going to be great because they're going to keep you on path and keep you moving forward. And maybe when you start, that's something you seriously need, but you also will find that you seriously value. Networking groups are a little bit different. Again, usually like-minded people, open businesses, and those are great places to find contacts for what your services you're offering. So that might be a great place to make a connection, and they may need a service you have or a product that you have, and, and you may need a product or service that they have. So they're two different things, but I think both are valuable to, again, getting you in the space. You need to get off the bench and into the game of your business. And so how many places can you surround yourself with people that get you focused on what you're doing? Great stuff, Amy. Well, I want my next question is, how do we know when we're stuck and when we need to put out that SOS? What, what is the red flag moment for us? when we know we're just kind of drowning and we really need some encouragement or just some actual physical help? So in business, really, it really all comes down to numbers at the end. I mean, it truly does. Businesses are designed to generate revenue as just the basic idea of a business. Whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit business, revenue generation is part of why you've done this. Otherwise, it's just a hobby and that's great too. For instance, you know, I took up a hobby of, you know, learning to play guitar. No one's hiring me to play guitar. I'm not a good guitarist. Um, I could go make business cards and say Amy's guitar, still no one's hiring because it's a hobby. But, you know, when you have a business, your idea is to be able to start generating revenue. So your numbers are going to tell you that answer. If you find that you've set goals, like we spoke about last week, small goals, achievable goals, but you are finding yourself not meeting those goals. There needs to be an evaluation of why. It could be the product's not resonating. It could be what is the reasoning why the goals aren't being achieved. And that would be where I would reach out to somebody. Here's my great idea. I'm coming up short. Can you put eyes on this idea and help me see why? Because the other option is, is that you can continue to self-fund this business. And there are many people who keep funding a business that doesn't generate revenue. 
You'll, you'll do that to begin with, but you want to start seeing some momentum and where revenue starts to accumulate. And that's where I would say that you need to find somebody who can look at your idea, look at your numbers. You're going to have to be transparent and see if they can find the hole. Well, I was going through a, a line at a fast food place recently, and the woman serving me, had a she had a tattoo on her forearm that was basically a cross, and then it went into the word enough. And as I was sitting there just looking at it, it really spoke to me. And I, I, I told her, I said, I love your tattoo, and I think every woman should probably have that word written somewhere on their body. <laughs> and then I thought, where would I put the word? And I thought, well, maybe I'll put it on my lower stomach. And then I imagine myself looking down at my belly and going, yeah, you've had enough food today. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, why am I so hard on myself? Amy, why are women so hard on ourselves? Why, why do we do this? Why do we think when things get hard, when we reach that stuck moment, why do so many of us go to, I'm not cutting it. It's me. It's not, you know, you, the way you talked about it, it sounds very objective. Look, I've got these numbers. They're not panning out. I've got this idea. But for me, and I know for a lot of our listeners, what happens in that moment, instead of going into action, we get paralyzed with self-doubt and self-pity even, and we say, it's me, I'm not enough. Now, I cannot answer why women do this, because I'm sure there are millions of books written on it, and people with a lot bigger and longer degrees and letters after the name have explored this topic. However, it is something that faces us as women, and it faces me. I mean, I like to joke that half the time I'm like way more than enough, almost too much. And then on the other side, I hit like not quite enough. And I would like to find where that perfect spot in the middle is where, where everything just kind of coexists. I don't know why. Um, I don't, but I do know that we suffer with it. And I do know that what I have found is an, an intentional objective approach to it. Because I get stuck in the same vicious circle that you have. It's a mental rut, isn't it? It's a mental it's rut that we fall into. Um, I, and usually I deal with that rut in my car, crying big, unhappy, you know, big, ugly tears as I drive around until I basically can just cry it out. And then, then a switch has to actually turn for me. And I'm like, enough of that. And we've got to get back on the path. And so, you know, it may be the mantra that moves me out of it as of, of intentionally counting what's going right versus focusing on what's going wrong. That's intentional. It may be, you know, focusing on where I, you know, what I achieved versus what I didn't achieve. Again, intentional. Life, I do believe is intentional. And when, and when the rut gets bigger than I can hold, that's where the group of people come in. I will call them not feeling myself, not feeling like I got it. And what they do is they bring on this huge amount of strength that goes, okay, for, for this season, for this moment, we're going to be enough for you until you get on the other side. And I cannot tell you how encouraging that is because they've also been in the same rut and they also call me and I said, for a moment and for a season, I'm going to be enough for you so that you can get on the other side to be enough for yourself. What becomes so destructive is when we spend our time in the blame and self-deprecation of why we're not enough and we sit there. That feeds on itself, in my opinion, and becomes, you know, just a snowball. Now, outside of that, you know, there are women, you, you suffer with medical diagnoses, depression, you know, more chronic, you know, that's where, you know, again, find a team, 
of medical professionals that can help, you know, you down your path. There's not a one size fit all. I'm not by any means, you know, giving medical advice, but these are the things that work for me that when I'm not feeling enough, and trust me, there are many times I don't feel enough. Most people who know me on the street would not guess that. But I have people that I'm vulnerable with, that I share that with, and it's a safe place for me. So I always have like a safe harbor to kind of kind of cruise into on the days that just don't quite hit it. We are so glad you joined us today on Lady BizWiz, and we want to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, email us at questions at ladybizwiz, all one word, dot com. We're also on Instagram at lady.bizwiz and on Facebook. Tune in next week as we continue this conversation on building a support team. Have a great day.